And we are recording. Uh, welcome to I'm Bored. Had to think for a second the name of the podcast. Uh, I am Dan Klein, and I have been broadcasting various things somewhat nonstop for the past two weeks. Uh, if you know me in the real world, I work for Motley Fool. Uh, and at Motley Fool, if you're a member, we are doing a multi-hour, sometimes as many as 14 hours a day live feed for our members. Uh, I highly recommend you check that out if you happen to be a member. Uh, I am doing this podcast with, with various people. I'm also doing a Saturday night music series uh, that you can find on Facebook where I'm hiring some of my favorite cruise ship musicians. Uh, and of course, they're much more than cruise ship musicians. They are touring musicians who do all sorts of stuff, but I know them from cruise ships. Uh, and they are playing uh, for free for you on Facebook. Uh, that's Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to have uh, Amber Cole, who is next Saturday's uh, guest performer. She's going to be with me later this week. Uh, but joining me today is my longtime friend and collaborator, Jason Tomaszewski. Jason, how are you? Uh, as good as can be expected. And, uh, yeah, so you're out playing in the yard. Uh, what is the weather condition in Connecticut? Uh, it's uh, actually nice today. It's um, sunny and uh, almost 60. So yeah, so those are varying, very varying degrees of nice compared sunny and 60 in Florida would have people with fur coats and boots on. <laughs> I, su I suppose it's relative. <laughs> New yeah, England, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I was from there, so I understand what you're saying. That it was cold all winter. You get that first 60 degree day. It feels like it's 90. People are out in shorts. Um, but I have very quickly become a Florida person where I'm not like upset when it's 60, but I certainly don't think it's nice. Uh, yesterday was nice. It was only like 78. Uh, and 78 is a great, and a little bit breezy, is a great temperature to work out. Uh, but we are going to talk today about an absolutely ridiculous subject. Uh, we've done worst movies. We've done a couple of, uh, of, of different worst movie shows. This week, we're going to talk more broadly about ridiculous breakfast cereals. We're going to start with our least favorite. Then we're going to move through a list uh, we found online of cereals that some of which I cannot verify existed, uh, but it is a credible publication. So we're going to go with that. Jason, I'm going to start with my first cereal that I don't understand the point of Raisin Bran. Uh, so first of all, well, I'm pretty sure I can give you the point of Raisin Bran. I'm not going to say it's delicious, but it does serve a purpose. Well, th that purpose aside, what do you need raisins for? No, ra ra raisins are like, they're not good as a fruit. They're not good as a candy. They serve no purpose. They are a terrible product. And the last thing you want them in is milk. Like that just, that just doesn't go together at all all and i understand you might eat a brand cereal if uh, if things are backed up a little but I don't know, <laughs> sell me on who's eating raisin bran for pleasure my grandmother <laughs> okay okay but does your grandmother come from the time where like a ladle of buttermilk was dessert i suppose yeah that, that she might be towing that line i mean look, like, there are lots of there are lots of cereals that have you know dehydrated fruit in them i'm, I'm thinking of uh post that has a whole line of like blueberries or cranberries or you know, any other kind of berry that can stick in a cereal. Those feel like more natural than a raisin. Uh, but again, I am very negative. The worst cookie is the oatmeal raisin cookie. That is two things that aren't enjoyable in a cookie put together. Uh, so the next one I'm going to go on and I'll let you throw it out is any form of the the, 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 the wheat cereal, the big block that's like a wicker cereal that you have to like soak oh, like like shredded wheat like uh, yeah but, uh, they, they make they make the frosted one that's pretty good even when it's frosted again it's like eating a wicker chair you have to soak it in milk for a period of time 
just so it gets to an edible texture. Like, I'm, pretty, is... I'm pretty sure they don't sell the like the big one. You're right. There used to be one. It was like a like a four by three rectangle right, like my, of like, like shredded my, wheat. Like my grandfather ate it. You you poured milk into it. The milk would disappear. Like it would literally disappear. <laughs> right, like a sponge. Yeah. And eventually, the cereal would be pliable enough that you could like hack off a bit. It, it's like eating over frozen ice cream before it's ready, and like it's a terrible texture. You know, <laughs> yeah, but not, now they make it. They make it frosted. They make it filled with stuff. They're, I just saw last week. They they make frosted mini wheats filled with strawberry jam. Yeah, but it's like eating something between a basket and a sweater. <laughs> like full wool sweater, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is is there one a cereal you particularly don't understand? Uh, rice Krispies, regular Rice Krispies. I can get down on the frost. Actually, I love frosted Krispies. Uh, Cocoa Krispies, yes, but just regular old plain rice krispies I, I can't do it yeah see i feel like rice krispies largely exist as an ingredient for rice krispie treats that it's not generally a cereal people are eating on its own anymore and i will point back the most perfect cereal ever and they no longer make this is they used to make rice krispie with, with marshmallows it was a regular non-frosted oh, yeah. rice krispie but with like lucky charms levels of marshmallows and i vaguely remember that because the Rice Krispie is so bland and the marshmallow is so sugary, it was really a perfect cereal. And now, of course, they have Rice Krispie treat cereal, which is just Rice Krispies covered in a lot of sugar. And sometimes you get a clump. I'm not sure what they call a clump. <laughs> but, and, and, and I like that cereal. Um, another one, and this might be controversial, Cheerios. So Cheerios is like a blank cereal. It's like yeah. you, set, you set out and you're like, hey, before we invent cereal, what's the basic and we're like, okay. And like, and then someone goes like, hey, I know what we could do with this. Fruit Loops, Honey Nut Cheerios. There's all sorts of things. But then there's some guy, a lot of guys still sitting there going like, no, blank. I want, I want no flavor. I uh, guess you know, it's, a, it's, it's the same problem I have with, with Rice Krispies. The only difference is instead of rice, it's oats. Yeah, ex except like at least the Rice Krispie like does like, it, it has like a texture that's kind of fun. It does sort of like pop in your mouth until eight seconds in milk, it gets completely mushy and bland. But yeah. for like 12 seconds, Rice Krispies are kind of fun to eat a little bit, whereas Cheerios are a chore. Like You know what? I'll, 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 I'll accept the plain Cheerios only because it has birthed every other Cheerio, which is great. Honey Nut Cheerios might be one of the best cereals ever invented. Okay, but do you feel like Honey Nut Cheerios are maybe over-advertised? I don't know if I could say that or not. Like, first of all, like, they have the bee and the bee in various incarnations has gone from being like a lovable bee to being a gangster rapper. Like yeah. they're, they're, well, that, every mascot went through that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but like honey nut Cheerios are advertised as if you've never heard of honey nut Cheerios. And I find this absolutely overkill. Like they don't advertise most cereals except when they're new. Uh, you know, you might get a little bit of like Tony the tiger, but there's like 17 different flavors of frosted flakes now for them to push. Yeah. Um, Jason, do you have any more cereals on your absolutely terrible list? <sighs> I don't think so. Like so much of my diet is consists of breakfast cereal that it's got to be truly awful for me to not enjoy it in any way. So I'm going to go with a whole category of cereal. So in a lot of cases, a generic is totally fine. Like if you go to Whole Foods and you buy Whole Foods brand butter, it's not going to be that different uh, than Land O'Lakes butter. If you buy generic cereal, and the argument used to be that it was cheaper, 
if, if yeah. you go to the store, if you're paying like two seventy nine for a regular cereal, like for like Lucky Charms, and two fifty nine for Magic Stars, and it's like not a leprechaun, it's like kind of a magic guy, it's really clear what it's supposed to be. I feel like most people have that thirty cents, and the difference in quality is astounding. Uh, this is like, go ahead. Well, I'll, say, I'll, I'll do you one better. Um, my problem is less with the, the, the difference between the, the, the store brand and the, the name brand. My problem is now that they've, they've changed the sizes of the boxes. There are now three distinct sizes, regular, uh, large, and family size. And large used to be regular. Yeah, so, so this is very tricky. And I think this is probably something that's going to cause people problems during the pandemic. Uh, so Jason, have you been using any of the digital services for ordering? No, I've been going straight to the store because I can't get a Peapod delivery date. So I use Instacart. Uh, and Instacart here, generally, when your Instacart order is delivered, if you start a new one, it'll be about five, six days out. Uh, and that's, you know, roughly the period where we're going to shop in anyway. So it makes sense. Uh, and the problem is, Instacart, you can program substitutions for certain things, or you can say certain things don't substitute. Like I like a particular brand of tortilla. If they don't have that, I don't want a different brand of tortilla. Just don't bring me tortillas. Chichis? Uh, no, I, I have a specific gluten-free tortilla and all other gluten-free tortillas are absolutely terrible. So I would rather, same thing with gluten-free baguettes. There's one brand that works, the rest tastes like drywall. Uh, so you have to kind of ride your order while the person is shopping it. See, okay, you know, and yesterday I was doing my social distancing personal training session outside with my, my trainer 10 feet away yelling at me. Um, not literally yelling at me, but, you know, trying to encourage me and helping with, with the workout here. And my order was being shopped because isn't that always the way it goes? And I wanted to order a small quantity of instant coffee to make the whipped coffee that I'm sure you've seen online. It's, it's one of the, the trends now. Uh, and I had picked, it was the only brand they had. It was Cafe Bustello. And I want to say it was like a six ounce bottle. It was like the small bottle you bring to work if you work at that one place that doesn't have coffee. I don't know where that would be. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you, you, you do see people buy instant coffee other than it, it, instant coffee is an ingredient in certain things. Uh, I can see no scenario where you would need instant coffee other than this new. And absentmindedly, as they were shopping my order, I saw, oh no, they're out of uh, the instant coffee I wanted. And they offered a substitution. And it was the same brand, and I just very quickly hit the substitution. And Celine, my, my wife, for those of you who don't know, and wow, there can't be that many people listening who don't know who I am, um, on a, probably a deeply <laughs> personal level, uh, but Celine, as she's unpacking the order, I've come in for my workout, she pulls out like a barrel. It's like, you know, and she <laughs> says like, why did you buy... 64 ounces of instant coffee like like we have like 200 cans of coffee you've been like hoarding iced coffee all the entire time and had a lot anyway uh and i and i said and i told her the story i said i, I just quickly okayed it so i'm gonna make this with coffee and i and i hope it's good because if it isn't good i i don't know what i'm going to do with uh 64 ounces or 120 or whatever he is of uh sure. Bustello coffee <laughs> uh, so Jason, that brings us to the 13 bizarre breakfast cereals you won't believe ever existed. This is from our friends. They're not actually our friends. They don't know who we are at the Daily Meal. But we, uh, I like the Daily Meal. It's a really well done website. Uh, very credible. Lots of recipes. Uh, right now I'm looking at how to make the best boozy hot chocolate. Um, 
Frankly, I'm not a fan of mixing my booze with anything, but if you want to have boozy hot chocolate, this is the time to do it. Uh, mm. Jason, do you have the list up in front of you as well? I do. Why don't we take turns? Why don't you throw out the first one uh, and, and read a little of the description? Uh, let's take a look here. So this is Sir Greatfellow. Uh, I imagine this is a, a British uh, cereal. No, it I don't think so. <laughs> wow. Uh, just cultural appropriation, I suppose. Uh, I there was once... Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, the sir part makes little sense. And for some reason, this is not... My version of this is not showing up with any pictures. Earlier when I looked at it, there were pictures. Uh, so I could only imagine what Sir Grapefellow looks like. Oh, I can uh, tell you. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. There, there once was a time when there was a multiple grape-flavored cereals on the market. Uh, this one differentiated itself by being named after a fictional knighted gentleman who enjoyed flying airplanes with no hands. The most intriguing part of the whole thing is a supposed air car. Now, I'm looking at Sir Greatfellow right here, and he's flying uh, what appears to be like a... Uh, do you remember the old Red Baron? The, I do. The, those World War I-era planes where... Yeah, the, the one Snoopy was always battling with. Yes, yes. There's no cockpit. You're just like in it, and there's propellers in front of you. He's flying a, a purple plane uh, of that ilk across the box. Okay, let, let me dial back a bit here. Why were there grape flavored cereals? Because I, I don't feel like grapes, and we, and we just went through this with, uh, with raisins. I don't feel like grape is really a flavor you want in a cereal. Oh, so yeah, I agree with you. As I'm scrolling through the images here, apparently there, he had a nemesis uh, in Baron von Redberry. And that, that was, he looks like a German fellow uh, of World War One era flying a red uh, biplane. And, and I got to say, I feel absolutely gypped that for some reason I cannot figure out the images are not loading. I am literally on like a wired, incredible internet connection, uh, but I'm not getting it. So next on the list is a cereal called OKs. Uh, and this is amazing. So these were basically Cheerios. They were the O. And to make it better, they added a K. Uh, so the mascot for this is described as a super jacked Scottish man, apparently named Big Otis. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure we needed this. this. This seems like a very bizarre choice for a cereal. Uh, Jason, your thoughts on the OK? Well, firstly, I'm stunned to learn that this is a Kellogg's product. Like I, 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 when I first saw the list, I envisioned this being a, a bunch of like secondhand brands or like, you know, names you never heard of. This is Kellogg's. And at some point they abandoned uh, Big Otis for Yogi Bear in a kilt. <laughs> it's Yogi Bear wearing a kilt. His is still his collar and tie like he always wore, but a, a green tartan kilt. Hey, good for Yogi Bear. Like, he, he, he doesn't really get enough endorsements. <laughs> um, you know, and, and again, the, the, this brings me back to there are a lot of bad cereals. And the reason we're talking about this is I was one of the last times in a grocery store before, uh, you know, we're in our temporary apocalypse, uh, is I saw something called um, Hershey Kisses cereal. And the cereal looks like the poop emoji which is what a Hershey's Kiss looks like. But yeah. when you add in the cereal texture, it really looks like it. And it seems very unpleasant. And you said it is also a bad cereal. It is, it, it is awful. It's one bite and I didn't even swallow it. It, I, it was, yeah, bad. And Jason, because for some reason you have the images and I do not, I'm going to introduce them and you can describe. 
Uh, so, so coming next is a cereal called King Vitamin. That, that doesn't sound good. Like, that's hard to sell the kids on. Hey, kids, want a bowl of King Vitamin? Um, so it is a man wearing a crown of spoons. And that's how they described it. Uh, and that's, that, that, that's exactly what he's wearing. Now, I vaguely remember seeing this in stores because, again, a name product. This is a Quaker product. King Vitamin is an elderly gentleman wearing you know, his regal regalia, and his crown is indeed made of golden spoons. At some point uh, in the 1980s, it looks like they abandoned the, 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 the actor, whoever was you know, portraying this King Vitamin character, and they went with a, a, car- a cartoon mascot. Um, yeah, I, again, if there's vitamins in your cereal, you want to be a little more subtle than that. Um, you know what? So as I'm looking at these things, uh, a, a theme is, is sort of popping up here that they all look like a, some variation of Captain Crunch. Like that's the cereal and they just chose different uh, shapes to match whatever their theme was. Okay. So Captain Crunch, that is another cereal I'm going to go a little negative on. Uh, Captain Crunch is, in theory, a good cereal. It's supposed to be sugary. It obviously has Captain Crunch, the hero in the war against the Soggies, so a true <laughs> great American, uh, really someone to look up to. He is wearing the sideways hat and the captain's outfit. Uh, uh, I very much regret I was at dinner uh, in the Baltimore area. We were eating at a steakhouse at a convention center, and there was some sort of like anime-type convention there. And I was with a colleague and, and a guy comes out dressed as purple Captain Crunch. He looked exactly like Captain Crunch, but he was purple. Uh, and he was clearly, you know, willing to take pictures with people. And I didn't, for some reason, take a picture with purple Captain Crunch. And that is going to be one I regret uh, because I highly doubt I'm going to go back to that hotel and, and that he'll be there. So perhaps was, I'll, I'll was that for the grape? Was that for the grape version? Yeah, I'm not sure. There were a lot of like, uh, like it was a weird anime and comic book convention because there was a lot of like, hey, that's Pikachu, but why is Pikachu like rainbow now? Like, what, like what is going on? Like, I don't you know. know you that. know what it was? I just thought of it. He had too many Crunch Berries. Yeah, it, it, it could be. But Captain Crunch is a cereal that I feel like, hey, if I could have a cereal that tastes okay and makes my mouth bleed, like that, that is where he'd go. It's very unpleasant. It's very hard to eat. Uh, that brings us to the next one. And Jason, I, I want to hear what this looks like. Mr. Wonderful's Surprise, which is spelled surprise with a Z. With a so Z. It, it legally isn't a surprise. Uh, Jason, wow. do, you, do you want to describe this box here? I... I where do I begin? There is so much going on with just this one cartoon character. It's a guy wearing a polka dot leisure suit holding what appears to be two empty bowls, maybe? I don't know. He's wearing spats on his shoes, but he has a periscope coming out of the top of his head. Okay. That, that is, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. The next one is a little easier. <laughs> to, it's a, it's a cornflakes with instant bananas. These are cornflakes with freeze-dried bananas. And as they point out at the Daily Meal, uh, I'm not sure that makes them instant. They're just bananas in a different form. It's, yeah. Now, I mean, Special K does that now. They, they stick strawberries in a Special K. It's so, just, Jason, I'm, I'm not a banana guy. Like, I, I do not like the smell of banana. It, it, that's, that's actually a very polarizing fruit in terms of uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's either your, one of your favorite smells and what are your least favorites. There's actually research on that. And uh, yeah. good job, researchers, focusing on the yeah. important things. <laughs> but, Jason, you've operated a banana f- before. 
tell me on a scale of difficulty, how hard is it to open a banana? And are they really hard to cut through to get the slices? Do you need like a really good knife to get through the ba banana? No, uh, that, used, that used to be a thing. Like uh, you, you would get um, Wheaties or, uh, you know, any other blandish cereal and you get a banana, you slice it up, you put it in the, in the cereal. They're just saving you this step, I suppose. So Jason, I've gone a step further. You, you know, I, I generally don't eat gluten, though I, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm allergic to gluten. I don't have celiacs. Uh, I, I've been cheating on that a little bit because it's, it's hard to get a lot of stuff during the current situation. But mm -hmm. I think you may remember this. It happened when we, when we worked together. I once ordered five one pound bag of cereal marshmallows because now Lucky Charms are actually gluten free. Uh, but they were not uh, back in the day. There were no marshmallow-based gluten-free cereals. The problem with buying one-pound bag of cereal marshmallows is although they start stale, they get a different kind of inedible stale in like 36 hours. <laughs> so when you open the one-pound bag, you have to commit to eating a lot. That's a big commitment. To the point that I had eaten a big bowl of it and I had a medical appointment uh, and I went to the medical appointment and I later learned that I have, and I forget the name of the condition, but a condition where there, there is going to be more sugar when I give a urine sample than there normally would be, especially if I have just eaten sugar. And the doctor came to me and he said, you know, have you ever had any issues there? And he said, well, what'd you eat before you came here? And I said, I really don't want to admit this, but I <laughs> ate a bowl of half Rice Krispies, half marshmallows. And he said, well, why, why did you do that? And I explained the story. I said, like, I had this big bag. I'm only going to open one of these bags like once every three months, but I have to eat a lot of them because it was really expensive. Like I had to buy it on like Amazon or you can actually yeah. now at, at It's Sugar, which is a chain of, of candy stores around here. You can actually buy cereal marshmallows in smaller quantities, but when I was doing that, that was very hard to do. Uh, so Jason, we're gonna talk about one more on the list. And then after that, we're gonna talk about where our parents drew the line on cereal. Uh, the next one is called crunchy logs. And I will point out that log is spelled with two Gs. So you know, it's not actually made of logs. Again, this is, this is a Kellogg's product. What, what is going on in Battle Creek, Michigan? I don't know. What does it so, look like? Does it look it, like a Lincoln log? You don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> picture um, a Tootsie Roll pop, right? The, the little ones. Okay. But, but instead of uh, smooth texture, it's lumpy. Okay, that, that again, that a bowl like, of that. That sounds like eating a bowl of like rabbit droppings. That, that's that's, that's kind of what it looks like. And the cartoon mascot is a, is a beaver dressed like a lumberjack. So going back to the question I was going to say is my mother, uh, who is almost certainly listening, drew the line at Lucky Charms. She would not buy Lucky Charms unless it was like a very special occasion, like maybe a school vacation. Uh, but she would occasionally buy other cereals with marshmallows. So Rice Krispies with marshmallows was okay. The other one that was an absolute no, which again, it has gluten, so I don't eat it now, but it's my absolute favorite cereal of all time, Cookie Crisp. And I understand oh, yeah. the, the optics of Cookie Crisp are terrible. It doesn't matter that Cookie Crisp isn't particularly worse for you than, say, Golden Grahams uh, or Frosted Flakes. Those are all pretty sugary cereals. But the idea that you would be feeding your kid a bowl of cookies for breakfast is, I understand as a parent, doesn't look great. Uh, Jason, did your parents draw the line anywhere? Yeah, it was with uh, Lucky Charms. But, and that leads me into the, the one story I have for, for this podcast, which is very appropriate. 
um, when I got to college because obviously I was making my own food choices. I was able to have as much Lucky Charms as I wanted. However, the, the, the novelty, I suppose, wore off after a bit, and I, I felt the need to up the ante, which led me to my greatest slash worst uh, oh, I creation. know where you're, go I know yes, where you're I've, going. I've told you this story, I think, before. I would get a, a tub of vanilla ice cream and keep it in the refrigerator so that it would remain cold, but not frozen. It was liquid. And I would, I would pour a big bowl in the morning of Lucky Charm cereal. And instead of using milk, I would use the cold, but not frozen vanilla ice cream. And it was tremendous slash awful. So Jason, this brings to mind, uh, and we've seen this multiple times, but we used to work at a newspaper together and there was a Dunkin' Donuts in the stop and shop across the way. Yeah. And at least once a day, we would walk to the Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Donuts has a product called the Culotta. Imagine a Starbucks Frappuccino if it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> that, that is what the Culotta is. They have put... <laughs> in my opinion, zero research and development into the culotta. They have re-released the coffee version of the culotta. It is no better. Just get a Frappuccino and make it taste like that. That, that is my advice to Dunkin' Donuts. But how many times did we see when you order a culotta, the default milk is whole milk? Yeah, always. You can have it made with 2% or skim. I've seen people do that. What have we seen people have it made with many times? Cream. Heavy cream. So basically, someone is saying, in addition to this bowl of sugar I am about to drink, I would like you to fill my bowl of sugar with, no, not just whole milk, that's pretty bad for you, heavy cream. It would not surprise me if, they, if people said, and can I have three pats of butter to melt on top? But uh, didn't, we, didn't we get that same Dunkin' Donuts to make a, a breakfast sandwich when we, instead of a bagel, use two donuts? No, they or wouldn't two, do two it. Two cinnamon rolls, two cinnamon they, rolls. Yeah, they wouldn't do it. We asked, this is the same stop and shop that uh, would not make an I'm fired cake for us, uh, yeah. which was going to be a gag for an employee who was leaving. And this was during the height of, or at least the early days of The Apprentice. So it wasn't like that crazy uh, a term. It was kind of a zeitgeist term. But no, we asked every day at this Dunkin' Donuts, would you make us a sausage or bacon, egg, and cheese on two cinnamon rolls? And I will point out that every minor league stadium in the country now has some variation of either fried yeah. chicken or a burger on two donuts. Uh, well, the so KFC double down, like that, that's, what, that's what opened that door up. We are pioneers. Uh, this, the next cereal <laughs> is called Grins and Smiles and Giggles and Laughs. And the tagline is, it takes funny people to make funny cereal. Jason, have you ever gone to the breakfast aisle and thought, you know what I'm, I'm hankering for? Some funny cereal. I don't want delicious no. cereal. I don't want good for me cereal. I want a cereal that makes me laugh. So this is one, uh, this is another, what, this is a Purina product. Why does it have the checkerboard on it? That, that, boy, <laughs> is, that is, it, is it Purina, the dog food company? Yeah, but the, like their logo is the checkerboard. And that's, that's the only thing that's on the cover of this box, apart from a horrific looking uh, machine that's like part human. I don't know. He's got an ear where his cheek should be. He's got, you can see his brain like through his skull and it's all cereal. And he's got steam. I don't know. This is this is this is nightmare fuel. But this is yeah. It, it this just feels like if you and I opened a burger chain, and our tagline is "Our burgers come from the smartest cows." Like, like that's not going to sell a lot no. of burgers. It's really, and I admit, I'm a little punch drunk. We do not usually break the fourth wall and, and laugh at our own jokes. Uh, but I have been broadcasting two plus hours a day for approximately two weeks and am very, very tired. Uh, the next serial is themed to a Kevin Costner movie. 
Jason, if you had to pick a Kevin Costner movie, uh, is this the one that you would base a serial on? Because I would absolutely have Field of Dreams serial, and that is not what this is. Uh, wow. I see. I would have gone Bull Durham maybe, but uh, instead they went with Prince of Thieves. And I don't understand why, because they didn't use the Kevin Costner version of Robin Hood on the cover. It's just a, this could be any version of Robin Hood on the box of this serial. And Robin yeah. Hood, Robin Hood's, that's public domain. You didn't have to pay, you didn't have to pay Universal or whoever made Prince of Thieves for the rights well, to it. This feels like a partnership. I, I don't think the serial company sat down like, you know what we should do? How about a serial on this new Kevin Costner movie? Let's call up Kellogg or whoever oh, it is. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. I'm looking at what the serial looks like, and it is, it is so bad. They were, going for, they were going for little arrows, but, uh, you know, serial isn't the most um, detailed medium. Oh, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let, yeah. let's not be as graphic as, uh, as where you uh, need to go. Yeah. Well, so, you, you get what it's looking like. So the next serial is perhaps my favorite bad idea. Uh, and this is Urkel O's. <laughs> uh, it, there was a 90s sitcom called Family Matters. And originally, a character named Steve Urkel was supposed to be sort of the Newman of, of this show. He was a minor character. He popped up. He left. And for some reason, he became a big star. And they thought, hey, this character who's pretty reasonable in small doses you know what let's give him 20 minutes of every episode uh, and for like 10 seconds uh steven urkel which is not the actor's name but is probably what everyone calls him when they see him uh, uh jaleel white i want to say is his name yes. but I, I, yes. I, I, might, I might be wrong uh and urkelos were described here as basically just yellow and red fruit loops and had nothing to do with urkel himself i mean what were they gonna do cereal that's made of high pants like it I'm not I sure guess, how you... but th 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 that's that's the, the, the uh, that's sort of like the overall theme here. Like it's just you slap something on the box to sell it, and it's some version of uh, Captain Crunch, right? Like it, the cereal is is the afterthought. So, Jason, what is your favorite ever uh, celebrity or TV show tie-in cereal? Mr. T's. It has to be Mr. T cereal. I, I I wish I owned a bowl of Mr. T cereal. In fact, I may go home and see if I can. Uh, if I can uh, find Mr. T and the T-Force on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> and Jason, do you want to describe uh, what we used to do with Mr. T's autobiography? We'd have daily readings. So, a reading from the Book of T. I kept a copy at the newspaper of Mr. T's autobiography, where in some versions, but not all versions of it, there are multiple editions of it, he refers to himself throughout as T. As Just in, T. you know, he decided he faced a tough road. <laughs> but this was the height of a celebrity who was very much a flash in the pan. He was on A-Team. A-Team was very big for a very brief amount of time. I, I want to say it was no more than three seasons. Would might you have only qualify been... him as a, as a flash in the pan? I don't know. I mean, so, he, 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 he was in movies, right? I mean, he, he, DC Cab was, was a film that he was in. He, he was with Nancy Reagan at the White House. So he's like William the Refrigerator Perry. He was so famous during his hottest moment that he's always famous. And we're now at a weird society where if you were ever that level of famous, you could make a living just being famous. I mean, Mr. T can go to a Comic-Con and he could probably make three, 400 grand a year just signing autographs. Uh, there, there, it used to be that if you were a celebrity that didn't have an associated car 
it was really hard to do like supermarket openings in other places where they'd pay you to show up. So yeah. like Adam West could drive the Batmobile and that would work. Now there's so many local comic cons and other places that will fly in a Mr. T and you know, he'll just be in line and wear his dinner plates on his neck and say, I pity the fool. And maybe he'll, I don't know. Call- Call out Cowboy Bob Orton. I'm not, I'm not sure what Mr. T does these days uh, now that the Mr. T Flavor Wave oven commercial is no longer on. Uh, coming up towards the end here, a cereal called Dinosaurs. Uh, in 1998, the people at Ralston also decided that what America needed was a cereal with fruit-flavored dinosaurs. Uh, Jason, do you think of dinosaurs as fruit-flavored? Uh, I cannot say that I do, although... Um... Well, no, I suppose tricks, tricks is, per, yeah, they're actually fruit bits, aren't they now? They used to be dots. Uh, no, no, they're, no, they're not. Uh, they, they've gone back to being what they, what they used to be. Oh, just the, the spheres. That, uh, um, yeah, they're, ju- they're just the spheres. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, and tricks are another cereal that even when they look like fruit, they really never tasted like what they were supposed to. I actually think, and we're in the home stretch here, uh, that this is a good idea. Little kids like things shaped like dinosaurs. Pasta, macaroni and cheese, even chicken nuggets are shaped like dinosaurs. And at points, that is a way to get little kids. So of all the ideas on the list, this is actually the one that I think makes the most sense. I guess what all those other things have endured, this is not. Uh, That is true. Bad marketing. The last one on the list is a cereal called Freakies. Uh, introduced in 1973, and again, thank you to the good people at the Daily Meal who wrote this story. This was a cereal where the marketing campaign was arguably more important than the cereal itself. I would say that's true of almost all cereals. Uh, the Freakies were characters named Snorkeldorf, Cow Mumble, Ham Hose, Boss Moss, Goody Goody, Gargle, and Grumble. And each one had its own distinct personality, and they were the subject of 10, 10 commercials from 1974 to 1975. I was born in 1973, so I don't remember these particularly, but frankly, I want this to come back. How could I not want a character named Gargle and a character named Grumble having his like own commercial? This is like something from like the Banana Splits. Do you remember the Banana Splits? I never understood the banana splits. I, I like some of the things in the banana split show were entertaining, but the actual banana splits made very little sense to me. Were they monsters? Like, were they supposed to be people gone bad? I, I never really got that one. Those are the questions I'm asking myself looking at this box. Also, again, with the Purina checkerboard logo, I don't, I don't know what was going on in the mid to late seventies. Yeah. Again, I don't want dog food brands that you really need to use a different brand. Uh, so, Jason, this was ridiculous. Perhaps the loopiest I have ever been on a show. Uh, thank you for doing this. And yes, I am vamping a little bit because I have to find the off button to stop recording. Uh, Jason, thank you for doing this. No problem. It's always fun. I'm going to hit stop now.